old spirits of the elemental forest carry a hidden, ancient, unspoken medicine. It is not a physical medicine, but a living energetic that helps us awaken, heal, transform on a soul and spirit level. These medicine codes act as keys that help unlock our soul's living memory. In an alchemical dance of light and darkness, forest and garden, the forest codes will sing you alive in a song of remembrance and soul essence. Somewhere between earth and water, star and stone, you can revel in the joy of coming home to self and soul. Coming home to the ancient mother, Gaia. This is the power of working with earth essences, flower and tree, stone and gem, mushroom and water essences, but also essences of magical spaces, sacred places, and elemental beings that exist beyond the veil. Welcome to Elemental Whispers, a podcast dedicated to creating pathways of remembrance through the sharing of personal experiences and real-life sacred stories of working with the community of otherworld beings for healing, growth, and joyful enchantment. I'm Diamira Rose D'Agostino, and this is my gift to you, a podcast that is really meant to be a doorway. May it illuminate this pathway of magical remembrance. May its medicine of enchantment guide you in your elemental journey of soul, earth, and spirit. This is episode three. Today we're going to talk about essences, flower essences tree essences, gem essences, all of these are vibrational, energetic spirit medicine that supports us on an emotional and spiritual level. Well, that's what you would hear if you were to read a conventional definition. But as you know, here at Elemental Whispers, we do anything but You won't find any traditional definitions here. (laughs) I have been waiting for the right time to create this episode. It's a completely obvious topic of choice because I have a beautiful collection of essences that I make available for purchase essences that I have collected. A lot of them have been collected here on the lands of New Avalon, where I am in the Appalachian region in the current state of Virginia. But also I have collected essences in different parts of the world as I am guided and called to pilgrimage and in communion with various spirits of land and sea and sky, sacred site, and forest. The list goes on. Flower essences are a really big topic and we can go in a lot of different directions, but I think what we will explore today is namely a little bit of 
the history of flower essences as I know it to be, and also my perspective, experience, and a little bit of my story of working with them, and also how I see them. That's, I feel a unique medicine image, what I'm going to share with you. So let's dive in to today's conversation. Flower essences, as I mentioned, are the vibrational imprint or pattern of, well, anything. Traditionally, the spirits of flowers were collected, but I find that essences can be of almost anything because the way that I approach the world is very much from an animistic perspective, which is that all of life has a spirit. Trees, rocks, caves, hills, mountains. Have you ever been walking through a forest and you could feel or sense its spirit? Not of the individual trees, but a greater overlighting presence. I also experience the spirits of rocks and I experience the spirit of lakes and rivers and springs and wells. Sometimes I experience these energies as guardians watching over, caretaking in a very non-human way. Other times it is more the energetic essence of a place, anything, any aspect of nature that has a spirit can potentially, if we are so honored, can potentially gift, bestow us its spirit imprint. We can receive that. What I know, whether these spirit imprints are collected as they are traditionally in water to become an essence What I know is that even the act of being in communion spirit to spirit with another energy, another being is holy. It is an interaction that I meet with such reverence in my heart. It is an act of devotion, not devotion in the sense that I'm looking to these energies as God or deity. Although sometimes they may be so profound in consciousness that indeed they come across as such. But no, I don't mean devotion in that way, but devotion from the deepest place of my soul that really bows to the God that lives within all of us. And feel free to insert whatever word you want to in place of God. Love, Christ, spark divinity, spirit. There is such healing potential that comes from simply being in relationship, simply meeting and greeting the forces of creation, of nature, in a heart-to-heart communion, and just sitting within that, allowing that communion to create this field of co-creative shared resonance that then amplifies in a form of synergistic expression, one plus one equals 10. It's greater than the combined sum of its parts. 
And that almost flows over like a waterfall that creates this current, this circuitry that spills out into the world around you and then flows back up and through. I'm seeing almost a the shape of a toroidal field. So without even actually taking the next step, which would then be collecting the actual essence and doing a preservation process, without that, even the act of being in communion is, to me, such a holy act. This is the way that I approach essences. These are sacred medicines. And I'm talking about medicines, energy medicines, of course. I'm talking about vibrational medicines. I want to mention up front that when I say, when I'm talking about flower essences, tree essences, any of the essences in this episode or pretty much (laughs) anytime I'm speaking about essences, I'm not talking about essential oils. This is really, really important. I know there are other companies that have named them something else like elixirs or something just to kind of keep this this confusion from happening. But because the name is similar, essential oil essence, people get these confused. And I do want to clarify up front, they are not the same at all. The only thing that they have in common is that they both potentially derive from plants. With essential oils, they're actually physical medicines. They are the aromatic or volatile oils of an aromatic plant that is distilled and extracted, usually separated from the hydrosol and the physical plant matter. So it's a very concentrated form of the scent of an aromatic plant. That's an essential oil. That's a very physical expression of plant medicine. And they usually have these profound smells that can alter you and can be very healing. And they can also have challenges with sustainability because they require so much plant material to create. So I'm not speaking about essential oils. I am speaking about flower essences. Now, my hope is to have different guests at different times, hopefully to have conversations about their experiences with plant medicine, walking the medicine woman path, walking the path of earth priestess, journeying with essences, with essence medicine, and sharing magical flower stories. But for today, I'm going to be sharing mostly from my lived experience working with these sacred medicines. In just a few moments, I'm going to be sharing what I call a medicine image, a living mandala that I'm going to pictorially transmit to you using words, creating imagery that hopefully will allow you to slip into my dream of working, being, living with flower essences or other earth essences. If you've never experienced essences, it is one of those 
I would say it's an invitation to experience. Have a multisensory experience with these medicines. You will see it is similar to trying to explain somebody a tree that has never seen a tree. We all know trees. There is common (laughs) as, well, maybe not if you're living in the desert, but for the most part, they are a pretty common being. But if somebody has never seen one, you can read about a tree until the sun comes up one evening and you will not really get any closer to understanding what a tree really is. So nothing can really take the place of experience. But I am going to try to meet you halfway. What I would like to do is share with you, as I was saying, this medicine image. So if you are in a safe place to do so, you can close your eyes. If you are driving or doing anything that you shouldn't close your eyes, then please do not. We, this is an invitation to use common sense. Try to be in a receptive space and a receptive place. If you can move into your heart and take a few deep breaths, that's always helpful. Wherever your feet are right now, imagine that they are standing or touching the earth. Now, maybe you're inside and your feet are touching a floor or the floor of your car. Some surface that you are touching with your feet is going to eventually connect to the earth. Follow that thread of connection. And as you do, let us go down into the ground. We know the earth is made up of many strata, many layers. We have the surface, the crust. And let us go down through the crust, through the sands and soils. Below that, we have the mantle. And below the mantle, we have the core, the outer core, the inner core. Science tells us that at the center of the core of Earth, there is an iron crystal. I see this center, what I call the heart womb of Gaia, as a beating, pulsing, glowing crystal. Sometimes I see it radiating light and life force. The light that comes from this is sparkling and twinkling, almost like it is moving in concert with the breath of life. And if we tune our ears just so, listening deeply, not so much with our ears, but with our heart, we may just hear the song of the earth as it erupts from this sacred center. And I imagine that as this song, as this vibration, because all sound is vibration, moves out, it pulses in streams and swirls and threads weaving back up through the many substrata of Gaia, through the mantle, through the crust, and to the surface world. It is received by all the living things of the green world. 
the plants, the trees, the flowers, the forests, the mountains, the rivers. It is received up through them. They hear and are filled with the song of the earth, and from them erupts their own song, as if singing to her, singing to the mother, offering their love in this grand symphony of earth song. Now I see this sometimes as that image or idea of the fractal universe, that holographic reality where each flower, each tree, each mountain is it is part of the sacred ecology, is attuned to the song of Gaia. And yet each one as Gaia's song moves through them, they express her song with their own unique vibration, with their own unique medicine codes. Each one has a unique frequency that has a specific energy signature that vibrates all its own. And it is these medicine songs, these medicine songs of flowers and trees and fae and dragon and river and elemental being. It is these medicine songs that I am honored to hear, to receive. And in moments when I am invited to collect with my sacred vessel of water that I have brought with me, the water elementals, and I sing to each other in a way that prepares the waters to receive these sacred medicines, these spirit songs, the earth elementals and I sing to each other and the fire elementals and I sing to each other and the light pours from the sun or moon to activate and help release the patterns into the waters. This is how I see and experience essences. Now I would like to share with you how I work with them. Oh my goodness, there are so many ways (laughs) to work with essences. Yes, I am going to start with a very, very, very easy, obvious, and straightforward explanation. The most common way of working with essences is ingesting them. Usually three drops three times a day is a really nice baseline to begin with. I sometimes will take an essence up to five times a day, up to five drops usually. So three to five times a day, three to five drops each time. You can, of course, place them on your skin. There is a whole way of working with essences if you're familiar with acupuncture meridians and points that you can drop them in that way. One of the less talked about ways of working with essences that I work with a lot is through ceremony. I will use essences in ceremony that I am holding for myself, for a group of people. I will work with essences that way where I'm using them in a bowl of water 
And like a cauldron, I'm activating that bowl of water so that the whole group is able to enter into the field and the healing power of that essence and be journeyed by it. I also use it in ceremony when I'm working with the land. I have been working a lot with the waters of the world and I will probably do a separate episode on this because it's been such a huge journey, but I will also go down to the waters, the different rivers and streams and also springs. And I will offer certain essences to these places to offer healing, stabilization, and reconfiguration in whatever way is harmonious for these places. You see, I never impose my will upon these places. I work with the spirits of these places and allow them to appropriate the energies that I'm offering in ways that they know and see fit. All I'm doing is being a medicine carrier of these essences and offering them where I am guided. So these are some of the ways of working with essences. Why we work with essences is my one of my favorite topics because yes, essences work on the emotional and spiritual levels. Yes, essences work with our electrical system. Yes, yes, yes. And essences are these beautiful invitations to co-create our healing journey. What I mean by that is that essences will never override your soul's timing, your soul's free will, your human's free will for that matter. They will work with you. And that is why two people can take the same essence and have a very different experience because the essences invite and require you to partner with them. I like to say that they will open up doors where there were none before, but they will not push you through them. They will hold the door open. They will reflect to you all that you are at the deepest level of your being so that you can feel the strength or the truth or the empowerment in your own being so that you can walk through that door, so that you can meet any obstacles that may arise in your path. They help you know yourself at the deepest level possible. The essences are profound teachers of consciousness. They are profound allies that help you embrace your shadowed parts. Not embrace by making them go away. Embrace through a process of love and deep acceptance. Embrace to the point where you're dancing together. These shadow parts, the parts of us that we have exiled, no longer become a barrier to moving forward, but actually become strengths. 
And they do show us the essences where we are out of alignment with our soul, with our path, with our truth. They bring us into trapped and often repressed emotions. They uproot sounds pretty intense, but I will say that they, (laughs) I'm seeing a when we are little and we have our baby teeth start coming loose and falling out. And there is that moment where, you know, you, you feel the tooth is loose and you push on it, right? Or your parent pushes on it. But there's a moment where like you could push on it, but you're, you, you know, it's not quite ready. Nope. Not ready. Not ready. And that's, sometimes the essences will behave like that. They, they will touch gently. They will touch gently in the sweetest nudge, places of wound, almost to see, are you ready? Are you ready to hold that part of yourself? Are you ready to feel it, to know it, to love it back into self? And if you are ready, then you might have to sit and feel. (laughs) You don't have to feel all at once. And if you're not ready, you don't have to feel at all. But they will invite you to feel. Sometimes they will just make the healing, especially depending on where we are in our journey. Sometimes they will just make things more easeful. What felt hard will now feel like, okay, I still have to do this, but I can do it. I can do it. I know I can. Where before you could have been, it was like you were grabbing on to every last thing that was (laughs) being uprooted in an effort to not have to be pulled through some portal or threshold. The essences won't do that. Like I said, they won't pull you. They won't even push you. They will nudge. They can be subtle in that sometimes we don't notice, especially if you don't have a very good journal practice where you're actually tracking and keeping notes every day of these of changes that are starting to unfold because the changes will happen sometimes gradually. And where you'll look back over a period of three months, six months, and you'll say, whoa. But it's as if you've just changed, but it happened gradually and it the changes were so subtle that you didn't notice them until you're on the other side of the threshold. These are just some of the many experiences that I've had personally as well as witnessed in my clients as as they've been journeying with essence formulas that I've created for them. The people that I've seen that have not had as great of results or such profound experiences with essences are really mostly people that do not want to feel, do not want to look at themselves, want to continue to avoid truly going within. And the essences are not a magic pill. They are not going to magic wand something away for you. That's not how they work. And 
it wouldn't do you any good if they did. The essences are one of the most sustainable healing modalities that I know. And the reason they're so sustainable is because they do journey you through something at your own pace. But think about if you've ever been on a power journey or a pilgrimage, and it's kind of this potent, amazing, activating experience. And you come home and you're just blown wide open. You've had maybe some mystical visions or maybe just really an emotional processing uh, where you're blown wide open and you're just feeling so vulnerable and exposed and different. Really, these layers have been peeled off you. But it happens so fast Oftentimes, I would notice this in a lot of participants that would go on my retreats and pilgrimages is that after about three to six weeks, they would have a hard time integrating and pulling the experience through and weaving it into their daily life, or they would just go back to being exactly how they were after a few weeks, falling back into old patterns, old ways of being. This happens because There was no foundation created for them to really root into and embody the changes. We can have a mystical experience. I've had millions, but that mystical experience, just because I've had, I've accessed something, this is really important. Just because I've accessed something, some power, some energy, some some dimensional reality. Just because I've accessed something doesn't mean I know it intimately. It doesn't mean I've embodied it. And so I just feel that there's this real invitation here to, first of all, certainly honor in terms of journeys and power journeys. Oh my goodness. Travel changed Sacred travel and sacred soul trips changed my life. You know that if you've read my book. It was part of, it is part of my spiritual practice and what feeds my and nourishes my soul. And if we go too fast, if we weren't ready for something fully, just like I share in my book, I have this profound experience on Glastonbury Tour. And then what happens? Then I have to go through this whole several years of healing and reclamation. So that's, it's kind of this both and. This is actually a really big part of working with essences is that they create a foundation. If you work with them, especially if you work with a skilled practitioner But even if you use your intuitive guidance to select essences for you, you can really build a foundation of stability so that any changes that occur are lasting and deeply rooted. I want to share my story of how I came to be working with essences. My first introduction to essences was in. 2008. I had just arrived home from living abroad. I talk about this time period in my book, Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening, but I don't mention the essences because they they almost were 
a background beat, the baseline that nobody really, you know, nobody really notices. At least I don't. I'm not a musician. I think that nobody notices the baseline, the background beat, unless you have a tremendous speaker in your car, which I used to. Yes, I did. But nobody really notices the baseline. But without it, oh my goodness, how much depth and complexity would be missing from music without that. The essences for me were my background beat. They were a baseline, but they were not the in-your-face, front and center high note or mids. (laughs) I'm going to let go of the musical metaphors because that's about the extent of my musical knowledge. When I had returned home from Europe, I recount in my book that whole journey of living abroad in Spain, in England, in Italy. And then I return home. And it's the time that I spend over the next year that really is focused on my spiritual development, in-depth spiritual training that I underwent with InterQuest Metaphysical Church in healing arts, psychic development, spiritual counseling, energy work, studying the metaphysical laws and principles of the universe. It was during this time that I happened upon a book by Michelle Small Wright called Behaving as If the God in All Life Mattered. Now, I know that is a long title, but it is a fantastic book if you have not read it. Michelle Small Wright is actually the founder of Perlandra, an essence producing company. So she writes this incredible memoir. She talks about her journey working with, in partnership with nature intelligence. She refers to similar to the Finhorn tradition, working with devas, which are the overlighting spirits of a particular species is the way that she describes it, and nature spirits. She finds this land eventually after a really traumatic upbringing and life and early childhood. She finds this land and begins to open into this relationship with nature in this very beautiful way. And many things were born of this relationship with nature, including this nature research center and co-creative garden called Paralandra, but also these sets of essences. And she's talking about these essences. And as she's talking about them, I am getting full body activations I'm reading this book and I'm getting these full body memory activations around these essences. Prior to reading this book, as I was undergoing my training with InterQuest, I was simultaneously undergoing an extraordinary mentorship and tutelage taking place on the inner planes with the fairy and elven elders mostly the fairy queens, as I call them. In this mentorship, one of the experiences that happened was I was interacting with this singing forest on the inner planes. 
this forest that I experienced as breathing, singing life and light and enchantment into my soul and into the world. This experience was simultaneously both taking place in the present, but also there was this memory from ancient times that it was as if I were remembering being in this singing forest. And it was as if the forest were singing to me all the songs of creation, and I was singing them back. And eventually, a very real healing technology began to be remembered through my being. And much, much, much later, this healing technology, I called and coined fairy light healing. Now, what is significant about this is that it was as if I could feel and see the frequencies, the energies, but I saw them as songs and I could channel them through my being and I would flow them through myself and the client that I was working with would receive them. Now, this this culmination, working with these energies and this (laughs) fairy magic, did not unfold into this full potential until a a year or two later. But it was during this initial time that I was already feeling these songs of Gaia, the songs of trees and rocks and plants and minerals and crystals wake up within me. It was as if they were these flowing rivers within my blood and bones and veins. I didn't know what it meant. It was this whole awakening that I was having to the fairy realm. It was during this time that I found that this book by Michelle Small Wright. So I'm reading this book and I'm loving this book. And the reason I'm loving this book so much when I was reading it was because I had already begun to have experiences with nature, with fairy. And even though I was in a community of spiritually minded people, and yes, these were people that were very used to maybe doing meditations and connecting with angels or their spirit guides all of that, but nobody was really working deeply with the nature realms with fairy. They didn't really have anything to share or add to really help me sort through what I was experiencing. So when I read this book, it was as if I was meeting a kindred spirit. I thought, oh my goodness. And I used to actually, (laughs) I used to actually fantasize about meeting the author of this book and coming to work with her at Paralandra or somehow connecting and having tea and swapping stories. That has not happened yet. I'm open to it happening still. (laughs) When I read about the way that she described the essences in this book, and it it was a very brief, if I remember correctly, very brief section. She wrote a whole book on essences. So she didn't spend a ton of time talking about them in this book, but when she described them, I was like, oh my God, these are kind of like what I'm feeling in my body, but they're in a bottle. That was the best way. And I don't even know if I ever spoke that aloud, but her speaking about these essences, these flower essences, my whole soul knew exactly what she was talking about. They made sense to me. I understood them. I got them. I like got them on every level, meaning I just got it. And I, and the rest was history. So I went ahead and I purchased 
three of her sets. I purchased the rose two set. She has two sets of roses, rose one and rose two. I purchased rose two, the nature balancing program, I think it's called. And then the third set was the soul ray set. And I worked with these essences every day. I didn't ever memorize the definitions or anything like that. That's not how I worked with essences, not for years. And what I would do is I would actually set them out in front of me. She teaches you how to muscle test, but I have never been very good using kinesiology on myself. I can muscle test other people very easily, but I can't muscle test myself very accurately. So early on, I just dispensed with that option. And sometimes at the beginning, I would use a pendulum and I will also just use my hands and I will sensitize them and then scan the energy of the essences. And I just, whenever I would feel an energy sensation or flux in the energy field, as I was scanning the essences in the box, I would just pull those essences and then I would just ask, okay, how many drops of each one? Oftentimes I would just take a drop of each one and I would do that every day. It was like, it was part of my, my morning, my meditation routine and ritual. I would lay the essences out again. I wasn't looking at definitions and choosing that way. In fact, this actually became a sort of divination process for me because in laying the essences out and then energetically sensing which ones I needed and then taking a drop of each of those essences, I would then look up the definition afterward and I would look to see what it said about that particular essence. And so that was always quite revealing. And I would highly recommend if you are a person who has quite a few essences, or even if you only have a few, don't look and read the definition and then choose that way better just just set them out and feel which one you need and then read the definition afterwards. And then it becomes a sort of oracle card reading, doesn't it? So this was my initial entry into the world of essences. And I pretty much fell in love. I used the essences alongside of my healing journey. Yeah, they were part of me and they were part of my daily routine. I even eventually would bring them over to girls' nights and there were several close girlfriends I had and we would do even sleepovers, yes, in our adult years. And I would get out my essences and I'd test everyone <laughs> and like feed them essences. <laughs> it was great fun. Of course, my work with essences has evolved greatly over the years. And I think that I will tell you some of those stories in a later episode. For now, I want to also make sure we have time to talk about the history of essences because I think it can be quite interesting. Most people will tell you that the history of essences began in the 1920s to 1930s with a man named Dr. Edward Bach. Dr. Edward Bach was an English physician who basically ran into this challenge in seeing a lot of his patients. He would notice that some of them just wouldn't get better, or he just kept feeling as if there were another layer, something that he wasn't quite able to touch into with whatever conventional medicine and pharmaceuticals he was using. 
So he began to feel that there was something underlying the physical disease. There was some underlying energetic cause, perhaps an emotion, unhappiness, despair, resentment, fear, anger that was underneath their physical ailment. He ended up going out into nature. He discovered that the frequency or energy signature of different flowers actually would match and be able to heal and harmonize a vibration of some emotional block. He went on to create 38 flower remedies, meaning 38 different flowers as flower essences that he went on to use with his patients, and he had tremendous success. This, I would say, is certainly the way that flower essences have come to be in terms of how we work with them in the modern day society today. That being said, what I know is that flower essences are actually an ancient indigenous medicine. Drinking the dew of the flowers and plants in the early morning sun has been a healing practice that many cultures have worked with. I have memories of some of the ancient initiations of the mystery schools unfolding where the initiates would wake up at dawn, go out into the meadows, and receive the dews of the plants and flowers as a way to connect them into the spirit world of these plants. And we know, of course, that many indigenous cultures the world over have been working with plant spirit medicine since time immemorial. Flower essences are plant spirit medicine. And so plant spirit medicine is ancient. It is natural, as natural as breathing. The plants, for those with ears to hear and eyes to see, the plants have been singing to us, calling us home, to return to the home that is the heart, that is the holy heart temple, that is the soul, that is the dream, the living primordial dream of Gaia's heart. They are also medicines of the now. They are revolutionary and radical in how profound their effects are. They are beautiful allies for us in these changing times. And because they are the songs of the plants and trees and the natural world, because they are the songs of In the case with the Elemental Whispers Essence line that I lovingly co-create, because they are the songs of the fairy and the dragon forces and the sacred places of this earth, they have received the codes of change. They move in concert with the dream, the evolutionary path of the earth. So by ingesting them, by working with them, we step into deep alignment and attunement with the new earth, the new earth reality that is, as I said, not something out there, but is waking up within each one of us. 
It is as if through the song codes, we are met in the deepest place of our heart with what we know to be true. And that awakens and cracks open from within us and emanates out. So can you feel these sacred songs calling you? Can you feel the music of the earth? This language without words, hidden, ancient, unspoken. Can you hear it? Can you feel the song living within you? Do you remember? Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed journeying the magical world of these essence medicines with me today. And I hope that if you haven't had a chance, you will hop on over to my Etsy store for Elemental Whispers Essences. Have a look. See who calls to you. The definition is just a one-dimensional soundbite for them. These are multi-dimensional beings and they are so much bigger and richer than what I can put into a couple of sentences. Let the images wash over you and see which ones speak to you. May the medicine of Gaia bless you. May the mysteries of earth sing you home to yourself once again. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for listening. If you are loving these conversations, explorations, and shares, and they are feeding your soul or stirring something awake and alive within you, then you might want to check out my newly released book, Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening. It's a magical memoir detailing my early journey of awakening into the realms of Gaia and fairy. And if you are journeying your own story of healing and remembrance, then definitely check out Elemental Whispers Essences. It's my flower tree and elemental essence line, which are vibrational medicines to support you in this wild journey of ours called Life on Earth. You can find all of this and more at my website, diamirarose.com. Until next time. <laughs>